Hey everybody, welcome to the 2 on 3 podcast where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us on Twitter at 2 on 3 pod and you can send me stuff on the tweet machine at CD Villasenor and with me as always is Ty. Where can we I'm find here. you? I'm at S-E-A-T-J-K. <laughs> yeah, but you're here on, you're there, but you're not here. You're, you're, playing, not. An away, you're playing an away game this week. Once again, yes, uh, doing it from the hotel in Austin, Texas. <laughs> Woo! I hear, I hear there are a lot of cool people there. Uh, I mean, there was a dude with a top hat and a rooster, and I'm guaranteeing he's walking around <laughs> telling people to touch his cock, but you know. <laughs> really? Just on the street? Yeah, yeah, just walking around. Just some dude. Yeah, just some guy in a top hat and like uh, short tails and with a, a rooster on his shoulder. He couldn't go for the monocle. He couldn't just go the whole the whole distance and go for the monocle and the and the cane and the walking <laughs> he was, stick. <laughs> he was wearing some of those uh, uh, what's it called steampunk glasses. God, <laughs> that is ridiculous. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, what are we chatting about today? We're talking uh, talking code. Uh, we'll also touch base with the Masters because you know it is that time of year, and we know you love it when we talk golf on the it's podcast. The best. <laughs> Everyone loves that. It's and, the best. Uh, and and hosting for yeah, we just had Easter, so hosting for the holidays. We're uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about that, and uh, and just to let you know that next week is spring break for us, the late spring break. I don't know everyone else. The whole rest of the country's been on spring break forever. But really, for, I mean, some other for me, this is when the school next week is when the school is off. Yes, our school is off, but you know, I think Seattle was off two weeks ago. So I don't know. Late, we're uh, we're out here in the burbs. We're late for uh, late for break. Try to right. get the kids, you know, some sun to enjoy their Mexican. Because <laughs> when they go to Mexico, they might not be able to come back ever. <laughs> like so they that? should enjoy themselves. Because Trump, I mean, you know, oh, he's not gonna let you back in. Yeah, right. Well, y'all are white. You're going to have a caravan to... Uh, you're, you're coming. <laughs> you're guys, you guys are getting back in. Me, <laughs> me, on the other hand, not getting back in. And well, I should watch out for my tan then, huh? Yeah, yeah. Make sure you don't... Uh, I'm very Spanish-looking for a white guy. <laughs> I should also gonna... preface preface here that uh, I'm not entirely sober. It's, uh, it's about <laughs> a little after midnight here at Austin, Texas, and uh, I've been out with the fellas. Yeah, well, there you go. So we should maybe we'll get some interesting stuff. All right, Let's more do interesting it. than usual. All right, here we go. So this week, uh, our first topic is our, our good friend Jim Moore Jr., who... We you know he's a... not a junior. Pause. What? No, he's not a junior. He doesn't share a middle name with his father, so he's just Jim Mora. Why have they been calling him Jim Moore Jr. all this time? I, I, I don't, the same way that Stephen Hauschka had it let his name get misspelled for five years? Yeah. Really? Wait a minute. Hang on. He's not Jim Moore Jr.? No. Just because his dad... I think they that must have been a convenience thing then because they didn't want to they didn't want to confuse him with his dad so they tacked on a junior. Do you think he's little Jimmy? I think he's little Jimmy. <laughs> Big Jim, little Jimmy. I think so. But probably. I guess you can't go by little Jimmy if you're the uh, a coach <laughs> of a major football thing. We have a bit of a sorted past with Jim Moore Jr. here in in, in this town because he's kind of a he's kind of a weird a hole. Well, I'll take a by a pass. You mean I'll take a pass on Jim Mora. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we have a sorted we have a sorted past with him though, because gotcha. he was here in Seattle. He was didn't he get earmarked to take over the 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 Seahawks after uh, Holmgren? 
He retired. Had, he was the Seahawks coach. That's what I'm saying, but the, yeah. it was passed on to him. Like, it was something that Holmgren could bequeath on another man. <laughs> you are now the coach and blah, blah, blah. But then he kind of sucked, and no one – I don't like him. Like, people – part of me wants to like him, but he's he's. I think he's thoroughly unlikable. And Definitely and happy this to week, see him go. And this week was basically cemented that for me because he had a Sports Illustrated – interview um where he talked about his uh his his old quarterback josh rosen who is who's going into the draft and here's here's what uh little jimmy has to say about it he says josh i think without a doubt is the number one quarterback in the draft he's a franchise changer he's got the ability you know to he's got arm talent blah 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 let's get to the thing Let's get to the next paragraph. He needs to be challenged intellectually so he doesn't get bored. He's a millennial. He wants to know why. Millennials, once they know why, they're good. Josh has a lot of interests in life. If you could hold his concentration level and focus only on football for a few years, he will set the world on fire. He has so much ability, and he's a really good kid. Well, that's a garbage sandwich, if I ever heard one. This is this is this is code for I want to sink Josh Rosen like hard. Is that is that what you got out of it? Well, the the generous take <laughs> is that he's trying to reduce his draft stock so that Browns don't draft him. That, that I mean, no. I mean, this is this is a national publication written by. Peter King, the most read, the most read football journalist in America, in so in the world. It's funny you say that because I've never once read a Peter King article because <laughs> I know his insipid bullshit is not something I want to consume. <laughs> but he gets he gets the top level. He gets the he gets the top level interviews. Sure, he's Mister Access. Yes. So, but this is the funny thing. I think right here's the huge dog whistle. The first one is he's a millennial. Okay. That is absolutely not meant as a compliment. No. As someone who manages people in a technology environment, um, I mean, I myself am 38 years old. And I want to know why and have always wanted to know why. And I feel like that's simply a mark of being an intellectual. Is the fact is, like, I'm not just taking orders in a non-military environment because no one's lives are at stake. In fact, I... I did an interview for a job not long ago and mentioned that uh, it was important to me that that it was okay with management that, you know, there's structure to your job, that, that it's okay to ask why. That, it, that is literally the reason that you're better at your job because if you understand why, you'll do a better job. So if Josh Rosen needs to understand why we're doing such and such, you, it's because he wants to lead not because he simply wants to take orders. Yeah, and Jim Moore Jr. comes from... <laughs> I'm going to keep calling Still him Jim Moore Jr. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'm going to call him Jim Moore Jr. Jim Moore Jr. comes... You know he comes from that patri- patriarchal... Yeah, just do you what know, I tell you, kid. Just do what I tell you. Like, that old-style football that... Like, Vince Lombardi is coaching your 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 team. It come, you do what I tell you, kid, or or your ass out. Yeah. You know, this, but this is, if you could hold his concentration, concentration level and focus only on football for a few years. <laughs> this is a trash ass take by an old man who's been a shitty coach for as long as I can remember now. 
this is, I mean, this is terrible. He really is coming after him. I mean, he, this is, this is as much an indictment on somebody as you can make. But he does it in this whole, oh, I'm really concerned about him. I really think he's got, he'll set the world on fire. You're so full of crap. If only he's done what he's, what he's told. He'd be much <laughs> if only, better. If only you did what you were told and, and, and concentrated only on football because the world is football. You should only care about football if you're, I mean, if you're a top talent. The argument in favor of Mora is that we've seen that now with multiple athletes, that the more focused you are, especially early in your career, that you do tend to do better if you have top talent, if you want to you know, sort of focus on your sport and not murder people, but you know what I'm getting at. Like, <laughs> shame them in a way that you know, ends their career but sets you up for success. Yeah, but I think this is this is really this is an unfair take by first calling him a millennial, then then attacking him because he's intellectually curious, <laughs> and then tell him to not worry about anything but football. Don't 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 be thoughtful about the things that are going on in the world. Don't be thoughtful about whatever it is the other interests you may have you need to concentrate on football because this is the thing it's not a good look i mean he he says a lot of dumb things this is jim mora not junior about <laughs> about his takes on i mean this is why i'm not sad to see him go you know he has ties to husky football he has obviously ties to the seahawks and i've never um been like more happy that a coach did not come to my t- high profile coach did not come to my team and coach him up. Um, Cause I don't think that that probably like, I'm speculating here, but I don't think that probably is Chris Peterson's take. I'm sure he wants his quarterback to understand why the game plan is the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Have, have some understanding this, this, but I really think it's funny because considering we're, we're generally the old guys sitting on our porch, like talking shit about kids. That's what we do. <laughs> this is this. It would have been. It would have been. I would have been so much happier with it if he would have just come out and said it instead of going doing this whole code thing, where he's he's pretending to be, you know, constructive about this, but he's absolutely not being. He's just saying Josh Rosen's does not being. He's just saying Josh Rosen's. Doesn't care about football. Doesn't care. He won't prepare, and he won't get focused, and you probably shouldn't draft him because he's going to bust. Right. I mean, you can boil it down. Josh Rosen gets upset when the California police shoot black people. Right. And that's not something he should get upset about. <gasps> or uh, what, what else was... What else... What other... What other... What other banner did he uh, He fly? He flew the, um, the student-athlete banner, right? Didn't Josh Rosen say... Um, that student athletes, it's it's difficult to be a student athlete, and student athletes and student athletes. Did he do? Did he say the pay thing? He may have said the pay thing, but he certainly said that it's difficult to be a student athlete, and everybody jumped down his throat and said, "Oh, you guys get you know, you guys get paid. You guys go to go to school for free." La 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 la. And and he's right. I mean, when you play especially quarterback for a top flight program in the United States of America in the NCAA you the demands on your time must be awful especially if you're carrying any sort of workload as far as academics are concerned i mean well, I, 
I, I struggled with academics. I didn't, wasn't even doing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't understand why you're on the other side of this debate after last week's episode where you were clearly pro-exploitation of minor league baseball players. No, so. I was, no you, you completely missed the point on that. I did not miss the point. I understood your point. I just disagree with your point. No, you didn't understand my point. <laughs> you yeah. came around and said that they should work have a living wage. And yeah. It, look, man. Jim Moore Jr., look. I, so supposedly I qualify as a millennial, which I've never, I mean, I was born in the 70s. I don't really understand how that works. I never really felt like I was, I, I thought it was on the tail end of Gen X and then there was, you know, Gen Y or whatever. Well, and were... I worked with a, a coworker who was roughly eight years older than me, so clearly does not qualify as a millennial. And he used to say all the time, it's like, look, you, you hired intelligent people. You should expect them to ask why, not just take your orders and move on. Well. There's a time you would like them to sometimes just take your orders and move on. <laughs> well, well, there's a point, right? Well, I, use, I said this to my boss at the time. I said, look, Bob, you can, we can have this discussion, but you hired me to tell you what, you know, part of my job here is to tell you when I look at the situation, what my assessment is. Mm-hmm. And as the boss, your job is to say, okay, no, we're going to do this anyway, despite your objections, that's fine. And I told him that. I said, look, if you don't want to do what I say we should do, or you want to continue down this path, that's fine. You're the boss. It's ultimately your call. But be comfortable with this idea that you're going to get pushed back on bad ideas. Yeah. Fair All enough. Right. That's a good way to wrap up that segment. Right. So, so Rosen shouldn't play for Bill Belichick. Well, I, I mean, that was the sort of the rebuttal that I saw was that Tom Brady is the most curious quarterback of the modern era, according yeah. to McDaniels' quotes about yeah. Brady. So there you have it. Perfect. All right. What's up next? Moving on to our next topic. Uh, it's Masters Week. It which is means, Masters Week. I know, right? This is I'm a, so excited. They, they just uh, they posted the uh, the picture from the Champions Dinner tonight. Oh, Which yeah. is always good because I recognize everybody, but the really, really, really old guys. Was Fuzzy Zeller there to bitch about uh, the menu? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about the Spanish stuff. About why are they making all this Spanish food? Anyway, I'm gonna make everybody eat taco salads. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick a bone with Sergio in that his dessert. He put his wife's name in the dessert so his wife's name could get on the on the menu, which I thought was a completely whipped move. <laughs> I guess he's relatively newly wed, okay. but but uh, I thought that was a, I thought that that seemed All right, like Sergio, a, you're now Dolph or G- Dolph <laughs> Golf Doug Christie. You're on the, you're now Golf Doug Christie. You have to play the first round in a golf cut Doug Christie tank top. <laughs> hey, that actually he probably should have to. Wait, so now are you excited about the idea of NBA like <laughs> NBA jerseys, cut like golf shirts? <laughs> I think I think you know I like the soccer shirts. I like the soccer kits that have collars on them. I don't know why you couldn't have like collared shirts for basketball players. <laughs> the reverse bad bad we're going, Well, they're better than those bad t-shirts they make them wear. However, moving on to speaking of shirts, can we get can we can we talk about Phil Mickelson's shirt today for his practice round with Tiger? I think we kind of have to, right? <laughs> yeah. So he he comes down in like the wrinkle-free button-down work shirt. Yes, it's it's, it's it's just a button-down shirt. Brought it's probably got by, some stretch in it. I mean, it's probably a legit, you know, Uniqlo. 
brought to you by the people at Workday. It's like work. It's like a big. That's work part day of the problem, logo. too, right? Is that his Workday shirt logo with the KPMG hat? And it's right. like you couldn't look more like the, the like the technical sales guy that's gonna like, tell you about your bit. Like he's he's techni- He looks like a technology consultant. Oh. His KPMG hat, his workday shirt. Right, right, and uh, and our friend and our friend Matt at Reasons R, I thought put it best. He said he looks like a rep for a company who sponsored the fourth hole. <laughs> is he exactly. handing out, Is he handing out branded drink koozies? <laughs> now, as a person who's you've been the you've been the sponsor of the fourth hole. I have, I have more than once. Yeah, <laughs> so you know it better than anyone. That uh, yeah, yeah, I wear would... a golf shirt, a company golf shirt. That's what I wear. <laughs> you you don't wear the, you don't wear the full dress shirt. No, it's how could you hit? I mean. Again, I have to say that the, the shirt must have some stretch in it and must fit nicely. It, it looked okay on him, but I could never like wear a button-down shirt that has cuffs that are hitting my hands. I thought it looked good. I don't know. I think that I think that uh, that w- what if he rolls up the if he rolls up the the sleeves a little bit, you think yeah. that's a better you think that's a better look? Yeah, he should roll up cuffs for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it would look. Le- I mean, at least look, you know, more like he was hosting the whole right. in, the part, the whole in one what's, content. What's What's funny? What just crossed my mind is if he did that, would the Masters people say, "Phil, you know, that's a little too casual"? When Tiger's essentially wearing a t-shirt, like right, the new he's got Nike, the button-up, like, no no collar shirt, yeah. right? The razor collar shirt. Yeah, Nike's been pushing that whole collar thing. I mean. That, nobody lets you onto the golf course with that shirt if they have a if they have if you walk to the first tee at a place that is like private like a private club and you're wearing that shirt what do they I, do? they I think they, they're actually okay with it as long as the rest of my <laughs> outfit is is, is appropriate I'm I fine. Think, I think you get tossed by the board but the more upper crusty places I heard a story one time about somebody yelling at a, a amateur golf that Golf player, golfer. <laughs> the beer, the beer is a factor. Um, the amateur golfer that he was wearing like some, you know, stretch khakis like I often wear for work that are not. They're like jean cut, five pocket cut. Oh, okay. Yeah, they yeah. look like pants. It's well, not the, a big deal. But with the back pockets on the outside. Correct. Got it. And uh, got heckled like, or the, 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 there's no jeans allowed. And he's like, these are twill. <laughs> it's like, okay, well no twill allowed. And it's like, All right. Well, you know, maybe like, you know, I, I think you can be okay with the idea of wearing twill pants. Um, like before you let women on the course, considering that, that, right. is, that, was, that that's like the app opposite of what I meant. Like <laughs> that, uh, you know, uh, your, your, your attire maybe is less important than perhaps who you're letting on the course and, and, and what their right. intentions are. Speaking of which, I was talking to my daughter about qualifying for the Masters. She's like, can I qualify for the Masters? I said, well, you, you're going to have to win it. You're going to have to win a guy's tournament. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you're going to have you're gonna have to go. You're going to have to go. And I don't even know what you would do. Let's say you were the if you were the best woman's non-pro golfer. That would probably be your best shot. You'd have to go somewhere and win an amateur. You'd have to win either the U.S. Men's Am, which is almost impossible for any woman, is my thought. Or you got to find one of the other Ams that qualifies and get in. I don't know, man. You can't qualify with drive, ship, and putt. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get you on the grounds. Those kids those kids went at it on Sunday. There's I watched some that. some kids one. out there, man, with some swings. 
right? There's some, there's some, there's some, there's some really groomed swings. We'll talk about that some other time. So let's jump like? into let, who, let's jump into it. Let's jump into it. The uh, and I always part of the going back to the Masters sort of picture, the champions picture, it always cracks me up about like what table should you be sitting at? Like the kiddie table? Like if you won one Masters but never won any other majors, you get to you have to sit at the kiddies table, right? So if you're like Mike Weir or Trevor Immelman <laughs> or you know <laughs> you know, who else? Uh Larry Mize. You gotta go to the you gotta just you gotta go sit at the you gotta go sit at a different table. So you have to sit at the far end. But the I other agree. thing, but I was thinking about. I see Zach Johnson. Oh, Zach, oh, Zach Johnson won a British, so he does it. He gets. He's well, you're like the you're like the last yeah. ten people invited to the wedding. You're right. like in the back table in the corner <laughs> by the door. Right, right. So usually thinking, close to the bar, though. So it's like a double edged sword. In a good but way. I was, but I always see those guys like Zach Johnson, Trevor, Mike Weir in this picture, and maybe back in the day, Zach guys who weren't who couldn't hit it a mile could mm-hmm. win the masters. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think if you're looking at if you're looking at your if you're looking at your picks for this week and let's go to the fantasy, let's go to the fantasy uh cut. What do you who do you got? Uh so I'm all chalk this week. All right. Um I like the guys that are that are either have won or or have been in contention with, you know, top 10 finishes. This. And okay. So I have Justin Rose the LT Gray. Yeah. Phil. And then, I, you know, I'm sort of trapped here where I don't really like Jordan Spieth's game right now, but I, I want to see him. I feel like he's going to be very focused and he hasn't been playing bad golf lately. Uh, so I have Spieth right now, but on the bench I have uh, Mr. JT himself, Hot Dog Man, and, yeah. uh, and Rory Max. Got it. Got it. I, I left Spieth off. I mean... Yeah, I mean you can pick Bubba, Alex Noren. Yeah, well, here's so I got I have Mark Leishman who was my who's got my money. I got money down on Leishman, thirty five to one. Um, Bubba, He's forty. I see forty to one right now. You should yeah. uh, <laughs> pull that back. <laughs> the uh, I got Bubba Watson. He just he looks good. Mm-hmm. He got rid of that stupid Volvic ball. Now he's playing good golf again. Is there is there a worse endorsement? Sorry to interrupt you, but is there a worse <laughs> endorsement? For the Volvic ball, than the fact that Bubba was garbage last year, and the fact that he played those balls and then switched. No. Well, it's like if he thing. can't shape it, who can shape it? The, that's the that's the point of the Volvic balls. You can't shape it. If you want to hit a ball really far and really straight, you should buy those Volvic balls. But if you're Bubba Watson and you need to turn that bad boy over, you better, uh, yeah, you better you better recognize. Anywho, um, I got Bubba. I got Rory McIlroy because you know. He's my boy, and I need him to win the career slam. Can you name the other five? Can you name the five people who've completed the golf career slam? Tyler. Off the top of my head, I've, no, I cannot. I mean, it's Tiger. I'm gonna assume Jack did it. Yup. Uh, I know Arnie did not. I did not. Uh, Tom Watson? Nope. I don't know. Help me out. It's uh, Sarazen Hogan. Okay. Player. Nicholas Tiger. Okay, that makes sense. Mostly the old timers. I got Tiger on this week. I just, I just feel like he's got a lot of momentum. And on my bench, I've got the Justin brothers, Thomas and Rose, both waiting to bail me out. Yeah, um, yeah I feel like Justin know, Rose is definitely being contention on Saturday. 
Yeah, I was looking at the you know official golf world rankings, and um, and I was looking at the top ten. And tell me which one of these guys can't hit it a mile. Okay, it's Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Jordan Spieth. Ah, he's probably the lightest of these hitters. Justin Rose, Hideki Matsuyama, Rory McIlroy, Ricky Fowler, Sergio Garcia, Brooks Kepka, and then at bonus at eleven, Jason Day. I mean, all these guys just pound it, and that is at the top eleven. Yeah. So you gotta go with you gotta go with someone who can hit it far this week. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any two ways about it. Alex Spieth only because he's the guy who doesn't need to hit greens to score. Yeah. So if his iron play is on, which it has not really been lately, but if he's able to get it together, and I mean he's been in contention and put up great scores, but he just hasn't had the magic he had last year or the year before. No, I mean the the scar tissue. Do you think that you think that becomes the thing? That it's uh, definitely right right behind my thinking there. <laughs> <laughs> right, and poor Danny Willett walked himself into that into that uh, into that green jacket and hasn't been able to like make a cut since. <laughs> his brother salted his game too hard on the Twitter. <laughs> so bad, <laughs> poor guy. I feel bad for him. All right, so watch the Masters. You know what I'll be doing starting Definitely Thursday. Watching. All right, our last topic tonight. Um, well, you put this up. You wanna you wanna uh, you wanna uh, you wanna jump into this? You wanna sure. you wanna sort of. So it was Easter uh, on Sunday, and that's not really meaningful to me uh, because I am uh, basically an atheist. Uh, but my question was really like, in a hosting environment, what's my responsibility as the host for Easter or you know Christmas, whatever, any sort of tangentially oriented prayer holiday? Um, <laughs> I don't think Easter is tangentially religious. I think look, man, as far as I'm concerned, it's a bunny and some ch- and some candy for my kids. I'm not really like interested in any of the other parts. Um, it is the whole point of Christianity, but okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not a Christian, so what right, am I that's say? what I'm saying. No, so I'm saying it's, it's not. Still... We're not a religious household, and I don't really have any intent. I had some beef with my mom in the past about this, and I think she's finally come around to my choices, <laughs> maybe. Sure. But so, I guess my question was. I felt weird when we sat down to have our Easter supper, because it was like, you know, 3.30. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of, side note about golf. Uh, it was brutal when I asked my wife, what time is dinner? She said 3, 3 p.m. I was like, cool. And then at like 2.48, I'm sitting on the couch, and she's like, it's dinner time. And I'm like, I have been watching this golf for nearly four hours. I'd really <laughs> like to see the outcome. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, it ran to a playoff, and I had to sit down for dinner and turn off the TV and find out about it later, which was brutal, but speaks to my point, which is, what is my responsibility as the host to, uh, you know, like, indulge anyone else who might be attending that that uh, that wants to have a more religious tone? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and... Uh... And I apologize, my Skype just went out. But, yeah, mine uh, too. It's probably because I'm on the hotel Wi-Fi doing the remote <laughs> show. <laughs> we'll just we'll just close it out, just you know, over the voice. But um, the uh, I think that if you're having an Easter party, let's say you're inviting people over, and on your on your invitation you said Easter, the word Easter appears. Mm-hmm. I think you're probably on the hook for the more secular parts of it. Like some bunnies and some eggs that you want to, you know, maybe you're going to hide some eggs. 
you know, there can be candy available, but you're probably not going to do the Stations of the Cross. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you're probably not going to. You're probably not going to go into the more religious aspects of Easter. And again, this is this is a sidebar, but the uh, but Easter is absolutely without question the most important part of the of Christianity, and it gets about a tenth of the tread that that Christmas gets, <laughs> because Christmas is just so much more fun. For you sure, know, you know people are getting you know babies are being born. It's you know way in a manger, and here like a dude gets murdered. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they put him in the ground and he comes back to life. It's like, whoa. That's heavy. That's some heavy stuff we're dealing with. So let's let's go with the pastel eggs and the bunny. Because yeah. it really is a horrible story of a man who had different ideas getting murdered by the establishment. However, if you're if you're having such a party, yeah, I think you got to cave into the theme. I think you got to, but I don't think you need to like have people hold hands and make some sort of solemn Easter prayer and that kind of stuff. If you're not into it, I don't think anyone would expect that. You? I don't know. I just, you know, I guess the reason I brought this up is because it felt like there was a moment there at the non-dinner dinner where I was supposed to, or, or someone was supposed to like sort of say, okay, time to eat. Or, you know, I mean, at least <laughs> thank you, or, baby Jesus, for bringing us <laughs> the sweet baby you, Jesus. Thank you, adult murdered Jesus, for redeeming me of my sins. The No, I think that as the host, you pro- you could get people together and just say, and just say, hey, everybody, thank you for coming on a beautiful day da, da, da. you could i think you could you could maybe jim mora could help you with the code on that maybe he could maybe he could maybe he could help you say the things you want to say but not say them but you, if you just come out and say thank you for gathering at our house lovely spring day we like having our friends around and la 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 thank you Let's all right see. well i didn't say shit <laughs> I think as the host, I think if you're having this kind of a party, I think I think you owe the I think you owe a little bit of a uh, of a thank you speech before you serve before the food becomes available. I always think that's a I always think that's a solid thing to do. I don't know, man. I had a hard time. I always have a hard time with the hosting. I, I like having it at our place because then I don't have to go anywhere, and then I can, you know, you get drunk on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and there was a part where I definitely like retired to the uh, other room and hid out, and for like the ninety minutes till the guests left. <laughs> My wife's like, "What are you doing in here?" I'm like, "I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I drank too much, and now yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. And I missed the and I missed the golf playoff." Yeah, and I, and I'm not angry at you about making right. me turn the TV off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all salty about you making me l- turn off the Bo Hostler, uh, oh, Ian Poulter, the Bo Hostler Ian Poulter playoff, which was oh so well. It was actually pretty good, but really, I mean, it lacked star power. You know, I. I... <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about golf, but, you know. <laughs> I find a way to make this back to golf again. I can't believe that I was rooting for Poulter. Yeah, you should be ashamed of yourself. Well, I mean, I just want a good golfer to make it to the Masters. I certainly don't want Bo Hostler and his 1994 what? visor and his, and, his, and his 1988 body like in the Listen, Masters. He's, he's like a young Colin Montgomery. Uh, I was really happy when I saw the replay, and he just the, the fact that he just cracked all over himself in the playoff. I was like, "Cool, that's that's ideal." It's okay. 
Yeah, you know, you either learn or you don't. I mean, if you're going to play at that level, that's the way it goes. But, anyway. So you don't think you, I have any, any responsibility to the guests to make it religious? No, I don't think so. Now, if you want, because you're not a religious household. I think that if you're a religious... Now, let's say you go to somebody's house and they do have a religious household. And so you roll in there and they do something exceedingly religious and like beyond what you would do or maybe even beyond what you're comfortable with. But because you're a guest, you would just you would just bow your head. Correct. And go with the flow. And then, you know, as soon as uh, everybody's eyes are closed, I'd roll my eyes as hard as I possibly can. Sure. I mean, I'd be, I would be at least respectful of their beliefs, but okay. <laughs> well, I but, ask you, I, the reason I brought this up is because I ask you, as, a, as coming from a dual religious household, yeah, one, that, I mean, one that is not uh, interested in the, the rising of the Christ, <laughs> and one that is like seriously invested in the rising of the Christ, how right. does it work for you? No, I, I'm, you know, I'm not, well, luckily, neither of us are super serious about it are the religions we grew up with anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's, so we have, we went last weekend to uh, Portland for Seder for the, uh, for Passover mm-hmm. and man, Passover, Passover's a lot of fun. There's a lot of reading that goes on before you get to eat. Sounds fun. like, uh, like you want to eat, but you have to read these, <laughs> but at least it's Exodus. So there's like, ac- it's action packed, right? <laughs> There's like shit coming from the sky, and you know. Yeah, the, no, Exodus is pretty fucked up. Oh man, there's some shit going on in Exodus, and like smiting of you know firstborn children dying, and you know flies. Yahweh was a bastard, dude. Man, <laughs> Yahweh was pissed. <laughs> but you know, but I, so I so I like that, and it's it's a it's a pretty fun ceremony. We do a, a bit of an abridged version, so it's not an hour and a half before you eat of of reading and and uh and and circumstance but um but it's fun it's a, it's a it's a nice thing to it's nice to, sh- to share my jewish part of my family but then you just roll straight into easter and for those people who are who who slept through catechism or slept through bible school the last supper is essentially a seder is is passover is the passover meal uh-huh. So it's sort of, for me, it sort of just kind of slides right in there. You know, you do a traditional, a more traditional Jewish Passover meal, and then that slides you right into New Testament Easter. So many carbs. So many carbs in the Passover meal. (laughs) There's a lot of matzah floating around. There's a lot of uh, unleavened bread. (laughs) I I made these meatballs out of breadcrumbs. (laughs) And then... uh, and you know, so and then you know, I I'm totally, you know, down with the with the with the Easter thing. I think it's again, I think it's an important. Even if you're, even if you're just, even if you're just walking the edges of Christianity like I am, um, I, it's pretty. I think it's important. And uh, and I'm, I'm and I see a lot of you know, you see a lot of social media about it. And I you know, I'm I'm down. I'm cool with it. All right. So, well, fair enough. I mean, I'm just looking forward to someday we'll have a. We have this huge yard, right? And yeah. I really want to like have everybody over for a massive egg hunt. But the weather oh. has never cooperated since we were, were, uh, moved into this house. Man, egg hunt is absolutely a crapshoot in this <laughs> in this part of the world. Yeah, you, you're either hunting eggs inside under the couch, or your or your uh, or your or your eggs are getting rained on outside, which nobody wants that. 
No, man. Nobody wants wet chocolate. <laughs> Nobody wants wet, hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> I read a lot of fun stories about people, uh, like, whose families would hide, like, you know, legit hard-boiled eggs, dyed eggs, uh-huh. and how they would never find them all, and the house would stink for two weeks. Oh, God. Like, rotten eggs, because there'd be some, rot- some rotting Easter egg somewhere in the house, and nobody could remember oh, what was hidden. Good Lord. That'd be... Uh, that's awful. That's yeah, a terrible... Why. That's a terrible story. I just do the plastic eggs. Yeah, and you know yeah. how many there are. We have... I know here we have six big ones and, like, uh, like eight small ones, so each kid gets, you know, seven. Yeah. For the overtime this week, yeah. did you do any April Fool's stunts? No, April Fool's... So, April in, Fool's... In the era of Trump, we don't need any more April Fool's. Right. April Fool's is the day that the internet is useless. Like, it becomes completely useless. Not that it's entirely useful all the time, but especially on April Fool's, it's like, whatever you see is not true. I really wanted to fill some of the Easter eggs with some rocks. <laughs> we did the uh we did the hard boiled egg inside of the Cadbury cream egg um uh wrapping. Yeah, the best so, one I saw was the Cadbury cream egg. Somebody had unwrapped a bunch of them and then wrapped them around like grapes. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Here's a fresh grape. Here you go, kids. Instead of delicious chocolate, you get this grape. That's you know that's fine. I don't know. April Fools is just a goofy thing i don't know there's, there's i don't even know what would be a good april fool's joke in this day and age i, I think the, the whole oh it's not true haha april fools <laughs> what do you i mean that's not a good april fool's joke that doesn't that doesn't it's not inspired no it's think, it's it's like sociopathy made like normalized for the masses right right or is it the um you know I was trying to think what would be funny. It would be if you were friends with the person at Starbucks and they would serve you an empty cup and you would pretend to spill it on somebody and, like, have them freak out. <laughs> <laughs> See, that would be a funny joke. That would be a funny... That would be a funny... That would be a funny April Fool's joke. Well, my April Fool's was a travel incident where I get... Uh, I asked for some pretzels and got literally served a bag of air. Accidental <laughs> April Fool's. <laughs> There were no wait. There were no there were no pretzels in the bag. No, the bag was like it was full. So you know when you're on the plane, the bags uh-huh. are all like blown up because of the low pressure, right? So yeah. everything looks like all the chip bags and everything is <laughs> super full. And so I open it, and it's literally just an empty bag, just a bag of air. <laughs> it's like great April Fool's, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> you want Enjoy some pretzels? That. Too bad. <laughs> Enjoy about, your Sprite. Right. <laughs> Enjoy about, your half a can of Sprite. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just give me the whole damn can. That's the April Fool's joke. Every time you fly, they pour you the half a can of Diet Coke and then stick it back in the cart. I'm like, come on. I like when they have to pour it and then like you get a Diet Coke or Coke Zero or whatever. Coke Zero, mm. by the way, is the most carbonated beverage available. Oh, yeah. And so they pour it and then they have to stand there. For like a solid 15 seconds to just stare at it and wait. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can't yeah. move on, can you? Poor stand there. to fill that just, cup up. Just stand there. Just stand there and wait. For the, stand there and wait for those bubbles. The... <laughs> How's there already... a better system for that by now? I don't know. 
They're what do you mean? You got you can't take the yeah buy whiskey. Just order whiskey. Can't that the, doesn't, can't that the, doesn't can't the up. drink cart have like the the bottom fill cups? <laughs> How great would that be? Like all those you know because if you if you ever seen those where people are like what's happening and you know the, the beer cups that fell from the bottom of the stadium. Oh, you know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And there's like that 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 pog on the bottom of the cup that that seals it up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so inevitably, somebody's like, "What is this?" And they push on it from below, and the beer and comes like, and the beer comes out. Yeah, because they're dumb. Yeah, because they, they wouldn't they do were... that on the plane, because obviously the idiots <laughs> would drench the plane in soda. <laughs> and you know, and let's be honest, the flight attendants' jobs are hard enough already to have to deal with. Like they have to deal. They they work in the world's worst restaurant already. <laughs> and 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 that's a and, good take. And they and you know and now they have to wait for your foam to go down. It's just terrible. I just like just whatever. Give me just four drops of soda and move on. I don't want you to stand here. <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have to deal with my business. All right. Anything um, else to wrap up no, with tonight? No. Just let just let our listeners know that next week we're off because of spring break. Just a quick reminder. I wish we had like the greatest hits to pull together. But, uh, we do well. We have 15 episodes prior to this one of greatest hits. They're all the greatest hits. You should go back and episode zero. Go go check out episode zero for people who've been listening to us for three solid months now, or whatever. Go back and listen to zero. <laughs> yeah, if you really want to hear some rough broadcasting, by all yeah, means, go back right. to the beginning. Yeah, go back to the beginning. Enjoy it. Enjoy it again for the very first time. Is what Beautiful. I'm saying. Yeah. All right, my brother, man. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Two on Three podcast. Uh, we appreciate your downloads and your interaction on the Twitter. I Actually, was one of, one of my favorite things after the podcast posts is the conversations we get to have on the Internet with our listeners. Yeah. So, by all means, hit us up because we will interact with you. And, uh, and as always, hey, you know, if you want to uh, record a, a guest appearance, let us know um, so we don't have to take a week off. But uh, yeah. Yeah. in the future... And- yeah, if you like, I said, if you feel strongly about something, you want to bring it onto the podcast, you let us know. Absolutely. All right, thanks everybody. We will right. see you in two weeks. Later. No, you got to give me the peace. That's how we end it. Do, really? Yeah. Got every uh. episode. You've been peace. I want to. I want right. give me. Give me that good two on three peace. All right, here we go. Peace.